We invite you to join us for the tshuva of our time, a pre-Yom Kippur day of learning with Pardes North America. This Yom Iyun will take place on September 12th and will begin at 8 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. To get more information and how to register, please visit pardes.org.il forward slash YK. Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Yiska Smith on Parashat Nitzavim. This Rosh Hashanah podcast is sponsored by Ricky and David Bernstein in memory of Ricky's parents, Beatrice and Murray Kirschblatt, Zichronam Livracha, each a sole survivor of large families which perished in the Shoah. And now, here is Yiska Smith. One thing I have asked of Hashem, Achat Sha'alti Me'it Hashem. I ask only one thing? How can that be? In the Jewish tradition from Rosh Chodesh Elul through the end of Sukkot on Hoshana Rabbah, many have adopted the practice of reciting chapter 27, Perak Chaf Zion, in Tehillim, in Psalms, either once or twice a day. Currently, we are in the middle of this period. Verse 4 in this chapter of Psalms, of Tehillim, reads as follows, Achat she'alti me'et Hashem, ota avakesh, shifti bevet Hashem, kol yimei chayai. One thing I have asked of Hashem, that is what I shall seek, that I dwell in the house of Hashem, all the days of my life. Through exploring this verse, I will share the spiritual practice of becoming at home with oneself, to be babayat, and of sensing inner harmony, alignment, and equanimity. Cultivating this practice is essential when one values being true to oneself. Feeling as if one is a stranger to oneself, feeling disconnected with oneself, and feeling alienated from one's own inner being severely reduces the likelihood of living a life of truth and authenticity. It is just so timing It's such a manifestation of divine providence that we read and recite this chapter of Psalms and some of us focus specifically on this verse from Rosh Chodesh Elul through the end of Sukkot once up to twice a day. I would like to suggest that the phrase in the verse Beit Hashem, the house of Hashem, actually has two meanings. The first, the actual physical Beit HaMikdash, the holy temple that was built on Har Habayit, the temple mount in Yerushalayim. And two, 
The second way of understanding this, Beit Hashem, the spiritual, emotional, and mental space, awareness, consciousness of Beit Hashem within the individual, meaning our soul, our spiritual center, the place from the place within from where the cold the mamadaka, the still small voice speaks to us. In either case, Beit Hashem is the place, the space, physical or spiritual, where Hashem's divine presence, as compared with Hashem's existence, is revealed through the Shekhinah. The Malbim, Rav Meir Lebush, Ben Yechiel Michal Wisser, who lived 1809 through 1879 in the Ukraine, a master, the Malbim was a master of Hebrew grammar and renowned biblical commentator, explains the emphasis on achat, on the one thing. He teaches man's desires always change. Each moment breeds new whims and fresh wants. However, King David, who is considered to have authored most of the Psalms, is saying that he has had only one consistent request, one consistent ask of God. Further, this, in fact, is what he constantly seeks. To dwell, shifty, to sit, to be in Beit Hashem, as this embodies all of King David's desires. The all-encompassing practice of being in relationship with God in a close way, sensing nearness, to be at home with God, and always trying to understand and be with God's ways. We are compelled to believe that King David must be referring to the spiritual understanding of Beit Hashem, since the physical temple was not yet even built. So let's visualize, let's be our own King David. What does it mean to ask Achat Sha'alti of God, to be with God, to be in God's home, within ourselves. Rav Adin Evan Yisrael Steinsaltz, who recently passed, may his memory be for a blessing, Zuchono Levracha, scholar, teacher, scientist, writer, mystic, and social critic, offers a different understanding of this verse. Regarded as one of the most brilliant and influential rabbis of our time, it behooves us to pause and consider his interpretation. He is not as concerned with the phrase, one thing I have asked of Hashem, achat sha'altim et Hashem, as much as the actual request, shifti b'veit Hashem, that I dwell in Beit Hashem all the days of my life. Rav Steinzeltz teaches in his commentary on the book of Psalms, 
he wrote this incredibly deep, profound, mystical, spiritually sensitive commentary on Sefer Tehillim. He writes as follows on this psalm. King David is earnestly beseeching, entreating, and seeking in a state of devekut. He says, he believes King David, David HaMelech, was in this consciousness of a deep, trans-like, meditative state when sensing closeness, nearness, almost being absorbed by the very presence of the Shekhinah. One thing and one thing only from that space was he beseeching, entreating, and seeking. It is not for his safety or to be rescued from those that are pursuing him. Rather to dwell, to live, to be in the house of God, Beit Hashem, every day, all the days of his life. This request, especially since it's from someone who is neither a Kohen or Levi, cannot refer to actually serving in the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, in the physical, ritualistic manner. Notwithstanding that the temple was not yet built, it could refer to King David's aspirations. However, no, because he was not a Kohen or Levi, Rav Steinsaltz reminds us. Rather, in its very essence, this is an expression of attachment that a person experiences when feeling that he or she is spiritually dwelling by Beit Hashem in the house of God. Meaning the sheer pleasure one experiences when encountering the divine in one's life. What I sense so strongly in Rav Steinzeltz's teaching is the apparent connection between dwelling in the house of God, Shifti Bavit Hashem, and closeness, Hitkavut, to be Karov. <clears throat> so ultimately, perhaps Rav Steinzeltz is suggesting that the place we feel most at home with ourselves where we feel the closest with ourselves is in fact where we feel the closest with the divine, with the Shekhinah. In fact, he may be suggesting that they may actually be one of the same. So logically then, if one is not feeling at home with oneself, it could be indicative of feeling spiritually blocked or distant from encountering the Shekhinah, the divine presence within. Perhaps the quest, the hunger, and the drive to feel comfortable with oneself is actually manifesting the need to feel God's presence within. Rip Shlomo Kalabach, spiritual teacher, composer, and singer, who passed in 1994, offers a more intimate subjective, and emotionally imbued understanding of this verse. He speaks to both phrases, one thing I have asked of Hashem and that I dwell in the house of Hashem all the days of my life. In fact, according to Reb Shlomo, one can view this verse in two different ways. One request and only one I ask of God every day 
Kol Yimei And that is to dwell in the house of God. The emphasis here is that while King David may be requesting various things of God every day, there is only one thing he consistently asks of God every day. On the other hand, one request and only one I ask of God to receive every day of my life. And that is to dwell in the house of God, call Yemechayai, meaning every day. The emphasis here is that while King David may be requesting various brachot to receive from God each day, he is requesting only one thing that he seeks to be blessed with every day to dwell in the house of God. Shifti Bevet Hashem. Every day of his life. Reb Shlomo's teaching actually threads these two views into one incredible spiritual practice. We are asking, he teaches, a lot of things of God, but obviously there is really, there really is only one thing. Let's put it this way, he suggests. Our thoughts are on all kinds of levels. Let's say that every few months I have to get a haircut. I need to go to the salon. I am only thinking of it when I have to go, and only then. It's external. It's outside of my thoughts. Now let's say that every day I put on tefillin. So this thought is already closer to me. It is more regular within me. Then there is a kind of thought which I am always thinking about, even if I am unaware that I am thinking about it. Has that ever, have you ever realized that? That you've been thinking about something and then you realize, wait, I'm now becoming aware that I've been thinking about this. It's so on my mind, it's in my subconscious. And as it moves to the forefront, of my consciousness, I'm aware this must be very, very important. When you eat something he teaches that is spoiled, it's not so good, uh, you may have to vomit it out. You may get a little sick, but you don't lose your mind over it. However, when you live in the wrong place, it can absolutely drive you out of your mind It's not like eating something that's spoiled. Because the connection of the bayat, of the house, to your nishama, to your spiritual center, is the deepest, deepest, deepest connection. Not to sense home in your house is terrible. It's a tragedy. It's living in Gehinnom, in hell. For instance... When you are walking into somebody's house, you are literally walking into somebody's soul, even if their soul is not revealed, which happens, which occurs. I mean, he teaches, well, of course they have a soul. It's as if they are keeping it elsewhere and not in their home. Regretfully, there are too many people like this. 
For example, there are some who have their soul in their business and not in their home. So you can walk into someone's home and it's like a cemetery. And yet you don't know why. It's beautiful, physically. Has that ever happened to you? You walk into someone's home, it's clean, there's artwork on the walls, the furniture is beautiful. Everything's so nice, but you don't feel life. There's something missing. And one can, maybe we're not even sure what it is. Our intuitive sense is telling us something is missing. What Reb Shlomo is suggesting is soul, chiyut, vitality, life, chayim. Basically, he suggests we are all living in two worlds. On a certain level, we are living in a world where I have to do what everyone else is doing. Most people go to sleep, I go to sleep. Most people wake up, hopefully, every morning, I wake up. Most derive some sort of financial sustenance. I also do the same. But then there is something else. The deepest, deepest depths of me, where it's just I and nobody else in the world. And you see, the deepest secret of life is to know exactly when I have to do what everybody else is doing and when I have to be just I answering the existential, spiritual, theological question. What is the purpose for which I have been created? Not what is the purpose for which the human being has created, or what is the purpose for which the Jew has been created? What is the purpose for which I have been created? What is my shlichut? What is my mission in life? What did God intend when God created me, when I was conceived in the womb of my mother, what was my shlichut? In general, the differences between the street and the house. On the street, what we say in Hebrew, Bereshut Harabim, in the public domain, I am like everybody else. The home, the Bereshut HaYachid, the private domain, is the one place where it's just I. When you love somebody very much, you want to go to their home. When two people love each other and they marry each other, they build a home. They build a home. A bayit ne'eman, we say. A bayit ne'eman be Yisrael. A home that's faithful, that's true in the Jewish tradition. What does that mean? The more you love somebody, the more my special eye connects with your special eye so we can build a home together and be in each other's home. So this passage in Psalms says, there is one thing I am asking of God and I am asking for it all the time, every day and to receive it every day. Please, God, please let my home be your home. Let my home be Beit Hashem. The question is, where am I most godlike? Where am I most infinite? The most godlike part of me is that part which is just I. Where I am, where I am most my higher self, 
my true authentic self, where I manifest that I am a part of the divine, that I have been created but Salam Elohim. So I say, please God, let my home be Beit Hashem. You know, friends, I have seen a lot of people, Reb Shlomo realizes and teaches, young and old, the moment many young people come into their parents' home, they begin to shrink. They become so small. I have seen older people, husbands and wives, coming home to each other, and they shrink. Do you know what that means? It's not the home of God. It's not Beit Hashem. It's not the house of God. I cannot be infinite in this place. I'm rather a slave in this place. Today, he concludes, the world really wants to be infinite to be infinite in their homes. And if I fear the place I live in and fear the person I am living with, I cannot be infinite. One thing I am asking of you, Hashem, because otherwise I cannot live in this world. And it really is, I would like to suggest, Chavrei, we're moving right now, we're in the middle of this very incredible, momentous tukufah, it's a major period in Jewish history. We are moving from surviving to thriving, to blossoming, to growing, to really moving from feeling finite to now discovering what is infinite about us. I can cut my wings off and still be on the street. There has to be the one place where I can fly. There has to be somewhere, a little place in this world, my home. Let it be Beit Hashem. I would like to conclude with a bracha, a bracha going into Rosh Hashanah, a shana tova umetuka, not only a good year, a sweet year. Let's bless each other to trust each other enough, to be infinite enough, to be big enough to give each other space to be godly, to be a true I, to dwell l'shevet in Beit Hashem within each one of us individually and among all of us collectively. Being godly means trusting that there is enough space for everyone to build and dwell in their own home. May it be Beit Hashem. Shana tova umutuka. Shalom v'shalom. Toda. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download podcasts today. Be sure to follow us at Spotify or by visiting elmod.pardes.org. We invite you to join us for the tshuva of our time, a pre-Yom Kippur day of learning with Pardes North America. This Yom Iyun will take place on September 12th and will begin at 8 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. To get more information and how to register, please visit pardes.org.il forward slash YK. Be sure to tune in next week as Rabbi David Levin Cruz discusses Shabbat Shuvah 
and Parashat Vayelech. Thanks for listening.